Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Jerzynski wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. And Pierzynski not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Whoa! Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can check that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com. Speaking of podcast, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4. Get that wherever you get your podcasts, including at 1080thefan.com. You got to be in to do it. You got to be in to do it. Uh, We've been talking all show about this made-up league, and I just looked at, like, briefly ran through all the positions according to this list. It's not as deep in positions as you would think. I didn't expect it to be that deep i guess i think things get crazy if you put all the outfielders together but this has it broken down by left center and right yeah right so it's center field i mean center field it it gets it gets hairy quickly but outfielders too can play usually all three positions well not usually but oftentimes outfielders can play multiple positions i mean the outfield number 14 is jim edmonds Oh, see what I mean? That's my uh, my birthday buddy right there. I like Jim Edmonds a lot, but I mean, it just kind of it changes quickly. Bernie at 23, Fred Lynn at 24. Sneaky good pick. So we were right with Bernie being in there. That's good. Johnny Damon at 26. I mean, look, I mean, it, Curtis Granderson is 31. I mean, but that makes sense based on his career, right? It's uh, I don't know. It, maybe I guess we overestimated just the amount of true greats that there are. Yeah, I think we think especially just if like we're, if we're filling a league, we overestimated how many true greats that there are. And, and just for those who missed it earlier, it was the thought was if all of the best players in baseball could take some sort of magic pill in the history of baseball, you can put a limit on it if you want. We were discussing not including guys from like the 1800s we've never heard of, but whatever. You take a pill that means you don't get any negative effects of aging. You can just keep playing baseball forever. The league today. With all 30 teams being filled with all these guys, what would it look like? And then we started doing the exercise of, like, top 30 players at each position, and here we are. (laughs) An hour later, (laughs) down the rabbit hole we go. Um, Interesting tidbit to go along with that. There are only 232 former Major League players in the Hall of Fame. Okay. That's interesting. So there's plenty of room for non-Hall of Famers. I tried to look up how many hitters, um, and it doesn't show me. I mean, I'm... Sure, I can figure it out. But. Well, yeah, and you said like Mark Teixeira is on the first base list, so not yeah, a Hall of Famer. No, no. But he'll be he'll good, be he'll be playing in this league. Good juice switch hitter though. Yes. Yeah. Also a good analyst now. Yeah, I do like him on TV. Yeah, I do like him on TV. 
I'm watching the uh, Astros Angels game right now, and Jake Marisnik just scored on a on like a single of some sort. Did you see his collision with Jonathan Lucroy before the All Star break? Yeah. Yes, I did. He did full body launch into Lucroy's head, which did not have his guard mask on because he was he threw it off to to make the play. And uh, gave him some a broken nose and a concussion and all sorts of other things. He blew him up. Yes. I haven't seen a good blow up like that in a while. It was awesome. I mean, it was awesome, but it wasn't at the same time. Well, right? maybe the it right... Was, maybe it was right... like he trucked him. He, he shouldered him in the head. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Full he, Superman. Maybe the right fielder should have thrown that ball at the plate and not had Luke Rigo up the line. I suppose. I suppose that's the reality. But why is Jake Marisnik flying through the air into his head? What well, is the point of that? Well, I think what happened was Marisnik was trying to take the inside, and at the last minute, Lucroy moved to the inside, and it was just like, well, here we go. I I, I don't know. As a, as a former catcher, when I see plays like this, I don't particularly like watching them. It just, like, I mean, look, I caught in high school. It wasn't like I was a great player or anything like that. But what? you're not on the top 30 list? I'd no. only gotten to 10. No, no, sorry. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be number 3,945 out of the high schoolers that are on that list. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, I don't like watching stuff like that, and I don't want to blame anybody for it outside of, I don't, if you're intentionally trying to truck the guy, then I blame the runner, obviously. Totally. You're, you're trying to break up the play, which is now illegal, by the way. And I'm not arguing that. But I'm, I'm not sure if Marisnik did what he did intentionally. Because the way, like watching the replay, it looks like he's trying to headhunt him. That's what it looks like. I mean, he's not elbowing him in the head, but I mean, what runner is flying completely horizontal, parallel to the ground, just into the catcher's head? It doesn't. It's weird. It's not like he's, he he didn't slide. He launched. He launched himself full Superman. And that's why I said it because he's literally in the air, completely into his head. I mean, it, I don't want to say there's intent there, but that's a really stupid play by Marisnik. That's well, tie ball game, division rival. So jump over him. Got to get the. Ooh, that'd be sick. Well, you've seen that. Before, I want right? to see. I want to see more of those. The little forward flip over I the catcher. See more of those. Um, I don't know, man. I think this thing is tough. I think if you're Marisnik in that position, I think Lucroy moved so late, like so close to the contact that if you're Marisnik, I don't know what you're supposed to do. You're trying to you're trying to run as hard as you can to get to score that run. That's why I don't understand this rule, and that's kind of what I'm alluding to. I don't I don't get it. Like, what's he supposed to do? If you're Marisnik at that point. I mean, my assumption would be to try to slide around him or to, to jump over him, not dive into his body. Jump over him? I mean, that looks cool, but that's not real. We've seen that multiple times. Right, but that's not work. real. That's not a real. No, that's I, not look, a real I, thing to expect a runner to do because the catcher comes up the line. I, I get. Your I think point. once the catcher comes up the line, you're fair game. I get the point, but the catcher's job is to get the ball, right? Understood. Then it's the right fielder's fault for not getting it to him at the plate. He's got to go up the line. But it's not it's it's not like it's an easy thing to make an accurate throw to home. Right, I agree. I just think that when It's tough to place blame on this. I'm not trying to place blame. It's the rule that I don't understand. It's the interpretation of the rule that I'm placing blame on. Do I want do I as much as I don't like Jonathan Lucro, I don't want to see anybody like physically hurt and potentially end their career, you know. This is not Pete Rose at the All-Star game. I'm not interested in that. But I need some clarification. 
because he's called safe on the field, and then replay calls him out. And I just, I don't know how to be okay with that. Because I think as he's running as fast as he can, and then Lucroy... Remind me, was he not tagged? The ball was knocked loose? The ball was knocked loose. Did he touch the plate? Yes. Then I think by the letter of the law... He was called safe on the field. He would and be it was, safe. And it was overturned by instant replay. I think he would be safe because it's catcher interference because the catcher is no longer allowed to fully block the plate. But they instant replayed it, and New York called him out. I don't understand that. Is uh, could that have been just like a makeup call? Like, dude, he dove into his head. Yeah, it's because he got. It's because Luke Roy got blown up. Right, and he, he dropped the ball because he got hit in the head. He got, He dropped the ball because he got blown up. Wow, great catch by George Springer. George Springer, Are we watching the same game. Yeah, why is he playing right field? It's really, one of the only games on right. Oh, because Mariznick is playing center. Um, I don't know. I speak of the devil. I, I guess I I understand MLB overturning that because of the the nature of the play, but. I mean, yeah, if the, if the letter of the law is the catcher can no longer fully block the plate. I think there's some leniency to that. But, you know, you used to see catchers when they would catch the ball on a play at the plate, just full body right in front. You would see guys do full trucks as they stood there and waited for them. And now you always see them. They do the leg. They're at the front of the plate, but their left leg is always blocking the slide so that the guy has to go around. And he does that slide where he kind of twick. Twists, twists or tweaks his body and he sticks his left hand in there to touch the plate. And that's technically still blocking the plate, but they, they let him get away with it because, well, what else are you supposed to do? Just give him a clear path to the plate when your job is to stop him from scoring? So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think the rule is fine. I just think this particular instance was so extreme, they probably overturned it because of that. Do you think Mariznick deserved to get drilled yesterday? Yes. Yeah. I think he knew it was coming, too. Did you see his reaction? He got hit, and he was like, I oh, saw that coming. And he just <laughs> strolls to first. And then Albert Poole starts yelling at the entire Astros bench. Well, yeah. Why not? I think the, I guess the Astros bench was mad because it was at his back, and it was a little too close to his head. It was like a headshot. Well, guess what? A headshot for a headshot, right? It's true. I got no problem with that stuff. Me neither. I, I, I had zero problem with it. I understand why people think the unwritten rule stuff is stupid, but I love it so much. It it causes drama. That's why we love it. I know. I like the drama. <laughs> Give me more drama, man. Yeah. It's the Jersey Shore of baseball. Yeah. I love when they and I and you gotta love when they give pitchers suspensions. They just I don't remember the pitcher that hit Mariznick, but it was like they gave him a three game suspension. He's like, Cool, I won't pitch for three days. <laughs> you know, it's not like, you know, Mike Trout suspended for ten games. Like, that's a big deal. That's a great catch too. Wow. That's why Mariznick's in center. Yeah, that's why he's in center. Um also, I'm a little bit annoyed at the Angels for that, though, because now you probably woke the Astros up. They've been slumping. Mm-hmm. They haven't been playing well, and now all of a sudden they're going to be all PO'd and, and happy to go. Oh, here's the Yankee kid all scared that he might not win number 28 or 29, whatever number you're at. Just saying the Astros are really good and they are super probably good. better than the Yankees. So if they we see them in the playoffs, good. I'd rather them be in a slumping not that it doesn't make any sense, but in baseball fans' mind, it's like they're slumping in July. So in September or October, they're going to stay slumping, right? Yeah, they're not going to be good no more. No, can't hit ball. Keep no. going. Keep going this way. No throw ball well either. <laughs> no throw ball good. You like how my my grammar instantly kicked in there, right. and it was like you can't say good. You got to say well. Yeah. 
Wow, that, also that caveman say, has great grammar for yeah. a Neanderthal. Why is he saying either? <laughs> Do cavemen even know that word? Uh, it's either. <laughs> All right, when we come back, the trade deadline's coming up soon. I want to get into that to see uh, what guys we think might, keep, might be moved and who should buy and who should sell. Thrilling Radio coming up next. Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Eight sixteen here on The Fan. We got fair foul coming up in 15 minutos. Red Sox bullpen trying to blow it again. Channel, please. Uh, 4.57. I will always watch this team that, quote, does not need bullpen help have their bullpen blow up. It was 5-3 going into this inning. Two strikes, two outs. Grichik is up, two on. Now it's 5-4. Grichik, get it, baby. Three-run home run. You remember four years ago when I was like, he's going to be the dude. He never turned into the dude. Good thing I also said so would Christian Yelich. (laughs) (laughs) Working both sides right there. Just making making sure we got everything covered here. Your future MVPs are going to be Randall Greenchick. He's just that classic St. Louis Cardinal. The reason I turned this on is I have a friend from college who I follow on Twitter who works in sports radio and somewhere in Massachusetts right now. And his tweet was just yet another hysterical performance by the Red Sox bullpen. And I was like, where's the game? Where's the, where's, are they losing? <laughs> nope, not yet, but maybe they will. Well, when you said the bullpen was trying to blow it, I was like, channel, please. <laughs> That's must watch TV for me. And it's all because as we as we're going to get into this, you know, early preview of the trade deadline which is coming up i think next week we should really hit it hit it hard but uh the dave dombrowski came out and said that he doesn't think the bullpen needs help yeah it's a very strange both him and cora are doing very strange things talking about the bullpen because if you've ever watched the red Sox bullpen yeah they've got some guys who have decent eras right You, you look at some of the even the guys who have struggled they have decent eras but yet then when you watch the games and they're always in trouble, always blowing leads, always having guys who are giving up a run or two and they shouldn't. And it's like, you sure you don't need both them? Yeah, it's, it's like I think their stats are good. But well, it's they're like, not great, but they they look good on paper. Yeah, they look good on paper because it's like we're winning 9-1 and our bullpen doesn't give up anything. But when it's 4-5, it's like, yeah, we're going to lose the game. That is true. It's almost always in close games that they give up these runs. Yeah. Too. You know what happens in the playoffs? Close games yeah. over and over and over and over. you know who you're going to play in the playoffs? If you even make it. Like, this team might not even make the playoffs. That is true. Although I feel like they will still find their way in. But, uh, yeah, they might not even make the playoffs. That is a very strange thing. Oh, come on, Greek chick. You're killing me here, bro. Only got out of it. It's okay. Whatever. Alex Cora is like, whoa. I need to go take a deuce right now. That was tight. <laughs> That was the game right there. If we blew it, we had to trade for a closer. Yeah, we Ryan. didn't. We're good. Oh, Ryan Brazier, come on in and give us four more runs again. <laughs> uh, that so, leads into the trade deadline talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trade deadline should be quite interesting. I've been listening to you know a bunch of different reading and listening to a bunch of different baseball stuff, and everybody's got high hopes that this is going to be a big one. That's going to be good. There's a ton of buyers, ton of sellers. Everyone's in rebuild mode. Yet there's been very little rumors lately. It's just kind of. Yeah. It feels quiet right now. Yeah, it's just all the rumors we hear are like the Blue Jays 
will trade Marcus Stroman. But you're like, to who? Nobody knows. What's the asking price? Nobody knows. Mad Bum is going to get traded. But now the Giants are three games out of the wild card. Right. You know? And they're hitting all over the place all of a sudden. Trevor Bauer is going to get traded. The Indians are five games out of first and two games up in the wild card. You know, like, what, what are we going to do here? And then the Mets, who are a sinking dumpster fire, <laughs> quote, an, an exec say today, said today that Syndergaard, to get Syndergaard would take, quote, two arms and a leg mm. to get him. And then but they it, were trying to trade Zach Wheeler, but he got hurt with a dead arm, and now he's probably not going to get traded. Oh, God. That is like, do not touch. Right. Do not I resuscitate. He was pitching well this year, yeah, Wheeler was, sure. and that was – all these teams were interested, and then he goes on the IL, and it's like, yeah, well, maybe some, maybe that'll push his price low enough that someone will still trade for him. Yeah, but ugh. what do you, what are you more interested in? Um, trying to take our teams out of it because I'm deathly confused what to do with my team. Are you more interested in to see the players that move or which teams bolster up? Uh, the players that move. Yeah. I'm more interested. I in. think so too. Because I think we know the teams that are going to bolster and the teams that are going to sell. And there is some intrigue in the middle there, but generally you know it's going to happen. But I think there there might be a guy or two who are traded who have not been talked about all too much, right? Mm-hmm. Like all we keep hearing is Stroman and Madbum and Bauer, and that's basically it for the starters. But you mentioned a guy like Syndergaard got brought up today or Wheeler. I wonder if there's going to be we also heard a lot about Mike Miner from the Rangers, although he has faded slightly. I mean, is there just going to be some random guy who's really good? Like yesterday or two days ago, uh, Andrew Kashner yeah. got traded to Boston. And you're like, what? And you realize, oh, he's doing okay for Baltimore this year. I guess it makes sense to get another starter whatever. Yeah, that kind of guy. He got lit. I know. He night. did not pitch well. I got him first. on my fantasy team. And I was like, oh, he went to Boston. He's going to get lit. And he did. <laughs> I don't. I'm more interested in who moves because I, I like to I like to find those guys who are surprise trades where you're like, oh. Really? Yeah, I think so, too. Like, I'm really interested in, like, Sugar Diaz, Brad Hand. Sugar I'm Diaz inter- sucks now. Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith know. blew a save yesterday. Yeah, right? you know, I'm interested in these guys. Like, they are guys that are going to get moved. And bullpens are so tricky in the, at the trade deadline mm-hmm. because those guys are so flaky. Right, like Brad Hand last year was a good acquisition for the Indians, mm-hmm. but I don't think he was as good in Cleveland as he was in San Diego. No, nope. and I've heard some talk about Kirby Yates in yeah. San Diego, who's oh, their yeah. closer. Kirby Yates is going to get dealt. They think. Well, maybe, yeah. And I mean, he's been amazing for San Diego, but this is—I mean, he's not a guy that people thought was an elite closer. So you—you right. you trade him. Is he going to have the same low expectation? easy kind of flow to his game or is it going to be different i I don't know and i mean i think this is where the team part comes in because there is obviously some intrigue in team as well but like is anybody going to pull is anybody going to get like a yankee haul for andrew miller or araldus chapman like like they did i was reading although neither of the guys they got for andrew miller really play for their team anymore well one of them was traded and the other guy played well but likely going to get traded. likely going to get traded um I I read something the other day that said, is this this team's Araldis Chapman? And I think it might have been like the Nationals mm. or something. And it was a guy who was going to be a free agent that they could likely get back, but they wanted to get something for it. I, I, I'll i see if I can find that article in, in a moment. But it was there was a guy that was mentioned as a potential Araldis Chapman kind of move. Which I thought was very, very fascinating. It might have been the Cubs. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but I mean, not that the Cubs are going to be sellers, but 
ah, they're kind of a weird team right now. I'll I'll look for it, but I would love to see another move like that because that's the move that's the smart move, right? Mm-hmm. Give that team that's desperate for that last piece their guy and just ask a ransom for him. Well, and I'm interested. The two things that there's two things that I if I you know cut my biases out because I'm like I said I'm freaking out about the Indians right now. Um, there's two things that I'm really really intrigued leading up to the deadline, and they're both kind of combined. They're both related, I should say. My number one thing is, what are they going to do with Mad Bum? Who's going to take the flyer on Mad Bum? Uh, if he goes to the Yankees, he's going to look really weird in pinstripes. Yep. Um, but also, what's going to stop Madison Bumgarner from just going to whoever, finishing out the year, and then going right back to San Francisco? Uh, that's true. You know what I mean? I mean, they if let, really, him, they really let him do whatever he wants. If he really wants to go back, yeah. I mean, he doesn't... He doesn't really fit the city of San Francisco in his personality, so I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to go somewhere more Texas up his up his alley, yeah, like a Houston or a Texas or got an expansion team in Mississippi coming. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, by the way, the guy I was looking for it was the reverse. Here, it's on the Dodgers. This is the blurb. The Dodgers aren't a perfect team. The catchers haven't hit much, and maybe they're a little too left-handed in the lineup. But this is the best team of this run that will reach the seventh straight division title. The biggest flaw, however, is the bullpen. It's not terrible. Tenth in the majors in ERA, and it will be better in the postseason when Kenta Maeda or another starter is moved there. Still, the guys in front of Kenley Jansen have yet to prove their reliability, and Jansen himself has struggled in October. The Dodgers need a big-time reliever to shore up the end game. This is basically their Glaber Torres for Aroldis Chapman moment. Do what it takes to get Kirby Yates. Mm. So they would give up a top prospect to get that guy to push them over the top like the Cubs did. To help them win that World Series. Right. And then... And they can't go back-to-back-to-back years with not a ring. Right. And then Yates would likely... I I guess Yates is probably a free agent. So Yates would leave, and they would have gotten their ring Mm -hmm. in this universe. Yeah. And lost a good player for it, but they made the move to do it. But go ask the Cubs. Are you happy? Are you cool with giving up Glaber Torres for that ring? Oh, yeah. yeah. You ask Indians fan, are you good with giving up... Clint Frazier and Justice Sheffield to get oh so close with Andrew Miller. Oh, you bet your sweet bottom dollar. Although Clint Frazier would look really nice in the outfield right now. You and me would look good in the outfield right now. <laughs> At least we got Mercado. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's really interesting. I mean, and where and to switch over like back to like what I was talking about with Mad Bum, it's like what are I really, really, really desperately want to see the Brewers make a deal. Make a deal. Get a starting pitcher for the life of you. Go get anyone. Well, here is what this I article don't care. says. This article was one move that every team should do at the trade deadline. Uh, Brewers acquire Zach Wheeler. I was just about to say, watch them go get Zach Wheeler, and he's totally fine. The Brewers are 19th in the majors with a 4-7-1 rotation ERA, but that is ballooned to 5-6-2 in July. Bumgarner would be a possible fit, but the Brewers probably don't have the minor league depth to beat out other teams for his services or for one of the other pitchers with team control beyond this year. Wheeler is obviously a wild card given his health. But the Brewers are in a position where they have to roll the dice. Got to. They got to. They got to. They got the bullpen. You have the bullpen. You have Craig Kimbrell. You have Hader. You can, you know, Woodruff is now a starter. But, I mean, you've got the pen. You need a starter. That's why I think it's so dumb they didn't go get Dallas Keuchel. So dumb. I want this team in a World Series desperately. You want to hear some other interesting tidbits from this article before we go? Shoot. Uh, they say the Yankees should get Bumgarner is what their their obvious choice is. They say the Rays should get Dominic Smith from the Mets. Oh, really? Because he's a guy who doesn't have a position, but he actually hits, and they need some help uh, 
with their their mix and match lineups. Red Sox acquire Ian Kennedy for the bullpen. Uh, I mean, he's I don't know if he's better than what they have, but he's another guy they can use. <laughs> well, I think the the reason the Red Sox say they don't need bullpen is because they're getting Eovaldi back soon, and he's going to be he's going to move into the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be their closer. Minnesota Twins acquire Noah Syndergaard. For who? Are Did they you, that loaded? Uh, I don't know, but imagine that, huh? It says they'd probably have to part with top prospect Royce Lewis, who we know about. I have him on uh, in Berkshire. Or outfielder Alex Alex Kirilov. And a pitcher like uh, Bru- oh, I'm not going to say that name. And a pitcher like Blank or Jordan Belazovic. But Syndergaard would be a beast away from the circus in Queens. Plus, as they say, flags fly forever. Oh, my God. Cleveland Indians. You're going to love this one. Yeah. Acquire Nick, uh, Nick Castellanos. Oh, God, kill me. <laughs> Absolutely shoot me. What's uh, next? You got to take Miggy's contract, too? Astros acquire Marcus Stroman. Yeah, that's the big thing. At first, there was a lot of the Astros. The talk was that they might go get Trevor Bauer. Um, but now it seems like maybe it's Marcus Stroman. I heard maybe the Braves might be interested in Marcus Stroman because uh, what's his name? The GM in Atlanta used to be the GM in Toronto. Yeah. Used to be the GM in Cleveland. Um and so there's that kind of relationship there. Uh, this on the Better You Daily text line, 55305, Yates is a free agent after 2020. Okay, so it'll be one extra year. Right, control. but that's that's why the Indians traded for Brad Hand and Andrew Miller because it makes – and that's why they're saying you got to trade Stroman and uh, Bauer now. It gets more because, because they have you're, more years. Yeah, you're getting like a dollar twenty-five on the on, on the you're getting a buck twenty-five on the dollar. As opposed to you go to the offseason, you're gonna get seventy five cents on the dollar. Braves acquire Will Smith, the reliever from the Giants. Love it. They gotta. They have to have a bullpen. Nationals acquire Shane Green from the Tigers. Also love it. They have to have a bullpen. Uh let's or see. just trade Max Scherzer and blow the whole thing up. <laughs> Chicago Cubs acquire Ken Giles. Gross. Gross indeed. Gross. He's doing okay in Toronto, but still. Because they need more bad bullpen guys. Right. Isn't Brandon Morrow supposed to come back sometime soon? Oh, I don't know. And has Kimbrell done anything? Is he even pitching yet? I don't know. I haven't seen really. I know Keiko's already made like six starts. Yeah, he's, he pitched pretty good his last two starts. He's three and three right now. I, I'm assuming Kimbrell's pitching. Uh, Rockies acquire Trevor Bauer. Uh, Sure. <laughs> they do need help, but right now Coors Field is playing like the the smallest Coors Field we have ever seen. The games there are 20 runs no matter what. Yeah, especially the Giants. Like, What are you doing if you're the Giants? You're going the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? You're supposed to lose. You were the second worst team in baseball like two months ago. Not even. Like two weeks ago. Dude, they've played all their games in the second half have been at home, the Rockies. Uh, not this. Not every game has been high scoring, but here's some: seventeen to nine, whoops, ten to nine, nineteen to two, eight to four, eh, eleven to eight. Wow. There's also been a two to one and a three to two in there. So Coors Field, <laughs> not all runs. Wow. But oh my God, every <laughs> game that's at Coors, you're like, there's no lead is safe right now. Wow. So Trevor Bauer. Might become a terrible pitcher in Colorado, but they need to. They do need to do something. Yeah, I think the the tough thing, what's killing the Trevor Bauer thing is, uh, when he goes to arbitration, he's going to make twenty million dollars next year. That's why the Indians got to deal him. We don't pay people that. We paid Edwin Encarnacion that. And I never seen that in my entire life. <laughs> and then he did nothing. Yeah, we <laughs> traded CC Sabathia and Cliff Lee. 
So just reading that list, I mean, there's some all, all the guys that were on there are guys that I expect to get traded. There were some interesting, you know, smaller level names like the Marlins trading one of their starters, yeah. Caleb Smith. But I just I feel like in the back of my head, there's going to be some crazy trade that nobody expected. Yeah. Like a Manny Machado moves, but no one was talking about moving Manny right. Machado. Something like that. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say this, too. Um Obviously, I think they might make a move or two, but they're going to be nothing. I bet you the Yankees basically stand pat. They're going to get a starter. I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, his name's Luis Severino. He got set back again. Yeah. We got time, baby. He might pitch out of the bullpen when he comes back. We got time. We'll see. I, I I think the Yankees are fine without adding somebody. Like, their rotation is good enough. But in a playoff where you're going to have to face the Astros, who are probably going to add somebody, you might need it. Yeah, that's true. All right, when we come back, we'll look into uh, some more trade deadline stuff next week as we get even closer, and maybe we'll even have some movement, so we'll do that next week. Coming up next, we've got fair or foul, probably trivia round as always, right, Mike? Yeah, I'll Usually find, some, I'll find some interesting little trivia tidbits and see if you can guess the correct answers, which I tend to find pretty difficult questions. Yep, yep, so we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner, but first, there's Mike with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We usually use this time to do fair or foul, but our main man Joe is under oh, the weather today. I forgot to do the open, but I have I have some trivia for you. It's all right. I like this song. It is a great uh, song. So I will turn this over to the second hardest working man at the radio station, Michael Lynch. I'm now second hardest working? Giancarlo Lynch. Well, yeah, because nobody works harder than Joe Fisher. Oh, right. Okay. Um, the first question I have for you, I still can't get over Mesut Ozil has blonde hair is this is going to throw you for a loop unless you've seen it. Okay. Who leads major league baseball in batting average right now? Right. Meow. Major league, major league. It's a guy that we have talked about on the show once someone who was, I mean, obviously being on top of the batting average leaderboard, he's on base all the time. But his team is not very good. Is it? Um, hmm. Who could it be? I'll give you a little hint because I already kind of gave you a hint. Cody Bellinger, number two at 340. Christian Yelich, number three at 331. Tied with DJ LeMayhew at 331. Uh, is it the kid for Cincinnati? No. Um, He's a leadoff hitter. Got a little bit of pop. He's got eight home runs. Four stolen bases, but have been caught stealing five times. So the speed, not totally there. He's just on base all the time. All the time. And his team's not very good, huh? Nope. I don't know the answer. Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil for the Mets. On the New York Mets. Dude. That guy, I watched him play couple of times this last month he is on base all the time he doesn't really look like a baseball player either no he doesn't he reminds me like of adam laroche he rakes yeah he reminds me like adam laroche dude the, the, the mets got young kids why they can't figure this out is beyond my imagination well, it's not they're the mets god it's kind of easy to say see why they're not figuring it out they're yeah the mets. you got mcneil and you got alonso and you got two studs in a starting rotation that's got to win well, you. One, at, one of them is not pitching very well, but they'll, they'll be fine. That's got to get you at least 80 games there. They might still win 80, but it's not going to make the playoffs. God. Interesting. Now, this player 
He's on a really bad team. <laughs> oh, worse than the Mets. Okay. But he leads the Major League Baseball in hits. Most hits? By seven. In Major League Baseball? Yep. Is it? Rafael Devers has the second most hits. Is it Domingo Santana? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, most hits really bad team. One of like the four worst teams in baseball right now. Really bad team. Okay. One of the four, one of the worst four. Okay. So that, that gives me the Mariners. That gives me the Marlins. That gives me the Tigers. And that gives me the your five worst. Oh, okay. Then that gives me, what did I say? Orioles, Mariners, Tigers, Marlins. Who else is bad? The one team I'm not thinking of. Yep. Cincinnati? No, they're not bad. Cincinnati's good. Um, In your division. The the Royals. Oh, man, it's got to be Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield. Has 128 hits, hitting 316. Seven more hits than anybody else in Major League Baseball right now. We were talking about trade deadline stuff, and a lot of people have been thrown out that Kansas City might trade Whit Merrifield, that he would be, like, the perfect person to go to the Cubs to bring, like, some stability and he can play multiple positions. If you're Kansas City and you're rebuilding, he's super young. Is he young now? I feel like he's older than we think he is. Really? I'll look it up. I might be wrong. Maybe he's just now shining. He's 30. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Adios, dude. You ship that mofo out to the highest bidder. I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they're saying, like, this is our guy. He's our new Alex Gordon. Yeah, I guess that's probably it, although Alex Gordon's still there. So not really, not really a new Alex Gordon. Dude, he's the only guy left. Alex Gordon 2.0. Technically, Sal Perez is still there, but he's having Tommy John. I'm not sure you're going to get this one. I also don't know. If I haven't I've, got any of them. Well, I know, but this one's really tough. I just think it's really interesting. So there are, I think I might have done this one, but we'll, we'll see. Five guys have a whip below one. Okay. Justin Verlander. Okay. Quinjin Ryu. Okay. The Zach, Zach Greinke. Okay. Max Scherzer. Okay. Who's number five? Who's number five? And I'll tell you this. He doesn't always start. Oh, what? He doesn't always start. So now, to be on this list, you have to have a certain amount of right, innings right, to right, qualify. Right. So it's probably 100 innings pitched or something like that. He has 107 innings pitched. He's just past it. And 19 games played, 13 starts. Oh, man. I'm trying to, like, rack my fantasy brain here. Well, think right about now. it this way. Who would possibly have that many innings but not always start? A reliever. No. An opener. The guy who comes in after the opener. Oh, okay. So long term. The opener reliever. goes for one or two, and then the next guy comes in for five or six. Yeah, like a long term reliever. Yeah. But he's also a starter. Who would that and be? And the team though? he is in, he's on, is in the, in the playoff hunt. Is it Charlie Morton? What? No. Well, I don't know. Charlie Morton's got 20 games, 20 starts. He is ninth on this list, though. 104 whip. Um, I don't know who that could be. Same team, though. Oh, God. I don't know their pitching staff well enough. I mean, Snell, Glass now. All starters. Yeah. I only know their starters. I don't know their opening regimen. Well, their opener is always Ryan Stanek. Um, but Yanni Chirinos. Yeah, I don't know that guy. 0.96 whip. 0.96 And he whip? has started. He's been really good for them. He's got a 3-1-1 ERA. But um, he's the guy who usually comes in after Stanek and pitches like six innings. So in relation, he has 107 innings pitched. 
How many does... I'm trying to think somebody that's good but has missed a few starts. Like, well, uh, let's, just tell me how many does Max Scherzer have innings? 129. Oh, so it's not even that much more. No. That's those That's those six starts right there. He'd yeah, have more well, innings. It's also the fact that it's usually... That, those are the two innings right there. Yeah. In six starts, he misses two innings. That's 12. That puts him at 121. Wow. Or that's not bad. 119. There you go. <laughs> How scared are you of the Tampa Bay Rays? Not very. Not very. No, the Yankees have played pretty well against them. Yeah. Especially CC. Good old CC. Yeah. He's such a troll. <laughs> I like I I, just, I like the Rays. They're they're a, a team that I've always enjoyed watching, but right now F the Rays. Yeah. <laughs> they're the main competition. Yeah, I know, I know. And Kevin Cash is kind of I hope I hope this is a real thing in terms of like how he's managing pens and not just the thing, but it seems to be like pretty genius. Cause he's not just like, it's not just like, it's not like running the wildcat offense, you know, like, Hey, we've decided we're going to run the wildcat offense. We don't even know if it works or not. We're just going to keep doing it to where he was like, I'm going to try this opener thing. And now it's like, we don't always do it, but I learned things. Yep. And now I'm going to use those things that I've learned. And now multiple other teams are also tinkering with the opener. If they have a guy who gets hurt, or they want to give a guy an extra start. Uh, if you've got a guy who has elite kind of arm action and really fast fastball, and it and it kind of works with uh, it works against their lineup, then you've done it. I think I don't want to say every team, but a lot of teams have used the opener this year. Kevin Cash, sneaky underrated, great manager. In baseball. Yeah. Absolutely. Very sneaky. All right. When we come back, we will uh, wrap this bad boy up on another edition of the Hot Corner. This is 1080 The Fan. Yeah. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Shining moment. <laughs> 144 here on 1080 The Fan or. 242. What does this computer say? I got all these different times in front of me. 851. Which one's right? 851. 851. Yeah. So frustrating. <laughs> it's so weird that you care so much. As long as there's one working clock, who cares? Because it's stupid, man. I, the, back in the day, I used to have three working clocks. Which seems like overkill. Why do you need three? Because everywhere I look, there's a clock. <laughs> to help keep you on time. Yeah, yeah. This ain't doing a good job, man. It's 1.45 right now. Whoa. We're either on really early or really late. Hot corner after, after, after dark. After dark. Hot the final, 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 final edition of Hot Corner. Hot Corner at sunrise. Oh, God. That'd be so awful. <laughs> like, no offense to, you know, Dusty and Cam or whoever out there in radio world does morning shows. I know they usually get paid really well. You know, morning guy, like the national morning guys, that's, you know, that's that morning drive is probably the most listened to sports talk radio. But, uh, oof, no thanks. I think I could do it. Well, I could do it. I'd figure it out, but I wouldn't be happy. But right now, that does not sound appealing because my schedule is completely the opposite. Yeah, can you imagine being drunk at 8.30? 
because <laughs> I got to get in bed at night. You know, like sometimes. So what you're saying is you change nothing about your life. <laughs> you just shift the hours. So you're going to start drinking at like four in the afternoon. Yeah, dude, that's awful. And you're hammered when people are getting off work and going into restaurants for dinner. You're like, hey. Yeah. Last call, happy hour. Welcome to the party. Yeah, dude. I'll be having dinner with like 80-year-olds. <laughs> like, it's 3 o'clock, man. I got to have dinner. Gonna I, be in bed I can't by eat at 6. I got to go to sleep at 8. Hey, you blacked out drunk by 8 o'clock. <laughs> You're like lying in bed. What should I want? Ooh, Futurama tonight. Sun's not even down. <laughs> You just hammed. Well, you're. It's like eight o'clock. <laughs> Futurama's not even on. Oh, you got. No, I got Hulu. You put like Fox Twelve News on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, watch the news. <laughs> you switch to Directv. It's. I think it's Dish, and so you get everything East Coast time. You just live East Coast time. <laughs> yeah, man. I wake up at. I wake up at six every day. It's great. No, that's three Pacific time. <laughs> you're just watching Good Morning America on yeah, the East Coast Yeah, it's like Channel. Mike and Mike. <laughs> yeah. I always remember when I was younger, if we were, if I was up with people and we were flipping through the, like, ESPN was on, if you ever saw the televised Mike and Mike, it was time to go to bed. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, God. Oh, God. We're West Coast. You got to go to bed. Yeah, I, I've done that show before where I, I filled I've in. I've done it a couple times, too. And for the one day, because I, I, I want to say that I get here at, like, 4.30 at the latest if I was doing that show. Mm-hmm. So you have an hour and a half to kind of prep and get yeah. stuff ready. So that means... You know, if you're actually trying to be presentable in the morning, which I understand if you don't want to, you're getting up at like, oh, I don't know, maybe 345 or something like that. Quick Whoa. shower, have some coffee and, and go, maybe 330. But if you just like want to roll out of bed, grab a to-go cup of coffee and leave your basketball shorts on, you can get up at like 415 and just go to work. Yeah. But people who work not radio jobs at that hour have to, you know, be presentable at work. So, right, right, right. But then it's like. So doing it one day is okay. And the idea of having from, if again, radio world, not normal working world, having from nine until you go to sleep off sounds fantastic. But I have a feeling that over time you would just become exhausted. Right. Right. And like, you would miss all the 7 p.m. sports games. Exactly. That are very important there's, on the West There's Coast. no Pac-12 after dark for you. No. Well, I mean, I mean Saturdays, I get, you could stay up on Saturdays. I mean, I don't know about you, but I get real jacked for Arizona State UCLA on a Thursday night at 7:30. Do you? No. They always <laughs> give us the worst games. Pac-12 after dark is always the worst game. But they turn out to be good games. Right, but they're two teams that I really don't care about. Unless it's like Wazoo beating USC on a Friday night after dark. What's up? I don't know. I just yeah, what do you do from 9 in the morning till bedtime? Well, you either take you a nap. You start drinking at noon. You either take a nap, get a workout in, and then do whatever you would do at night. Just do it during the day. The only problem is, is that everyone else will be working, so you can't do it with anybody. You would be king of happy hours, though. Yeah. You would know all the best ones. And you would also save a lot of money that way, actually. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Interesting. All right. When we come back next week, uh, we'll get a little... Trade deadline stuff going on. I think we'll really start to see some stuff take shape in terms of teams and who's buyers, who's sellers. So we'll have a big episode for that. Don't worry. Uh, We'll have that in store for you. Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4. Make sure you download that wherever you get your podcasts. And go do something I would do. Blacked out at 8 p.m. Because I work at 4. Well, I spent some time in the mud
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.